passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus back on Inside Black and Gold. I'm Jeff Nowak, along with Steve Geller. We're little boxes in the side of the screen now because we want to get to Steve's mock draft. We're going to start with Steve's. Steve is not a pro football focused subscriber, so this seven-round mock draft option that we kind of wanted to do, but I I am a sucker, and I did pay for that. So And, and they won't even give me draft grades on my three picks. They won't. They won't give you grades anymore, man. Nope. They, yeah, they, they really try to make money on draft time. I guess I can understand why. Yeah, they're like, um, you, but, you don't pay for this, and you have no blue check mark. You get nothing. Right. Well, those are two different things. I know. Um, <laughs> but so we're gonna get into his. This is a three round mock, so it'll be a little more intensive. We can answer some of those questions, and then I have a full seven round mock draft that I kind of hate. But um, <laughs> we're gonna get into that in the final segment, and that'll be more. A more kind of go through it all and, and keep it keep it short and sweet for this first one let's just go through the first five picks here a couple of interesting changes right so Bryce Young's still number one but then you have Will Levis at number two to the Texans it's a pretty solid shakeup because it means that CJ Stroud falls to the Colts and pretty much every mock draft I have seen from PFF over the last month two months has had Anthony Richardson going to the Colts at four so that kind of does shake it up, right? And so if you're, we were talking about the Falcons, potentially ended up with Anthony Richardson or somebody. Nope, Raiders snake him out. Well, did, didn't someone too put a post on Reddit, something about the first pick overall being Levis and it changed draft odds even? Yes. That's um, crazy. Yeah, <laughs> it's wild that 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 random post on Reddit has made an impact the way it did. But right. it, it did. And he jumped up to number like I think his odds were like plus 550 and previously they had been like plus 2000 
Bryce Young is still the favorite, but I think in this mock, you are seeing the results of that. Yes. Is, uh, yeah, that he has moved down down this listing. Peter Skaronsky to the Falcons at, at eight. I think that's the sensible pick, right? Like one thing that makes me laugh every year about the Falcons is they continue to make picks as if they're they're like a contender. And they have not been a contender for for several years now. But they keep taking like skill positions. They keep taking the Kyle Pitts's and the uh who'd they take last year? Was it Drake London? They, the wide receiver. No, well, they took Ritter in the third round, but I'm talking about the wide receiver they took in the first round. It was Drake London. Yes. From uh, they took Drake London, right? Like, where are the picks that are like, man, we have to build up an offensive line to protect our quarterback? It's, it's like, what are you doing? Like, that's like the Giants at least learned their lesson and they started taking offensive tackles every year. Yeah. They ended up with Andrew Thomas and uh, the kid out of Alabama this last year. I can't remember his name. The Falcons have not done that. So in this mock draft, they are at least being more sensible and taking Peter Skaronsky, Zach Street's favorite because he went to Northwestern. Not going to be happy he went to Atlanta, though. Yeah, but at least he went before Paris uh, <laughs> Paris Johnson there. Right. So then you have Quentin Johnston going to the Bears at number nine. First wide receiver off the board. Jackson Smith and Jigba going to the Eagles. That's another popular pick. For whatever reason, everyone wants the Eagles to have this crazy trio of wide receivers, and that would give them A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, and Jackson Smith and Jigba, which is pretty good. They're trying to, I guess, make them the new greatest show on grass because I don't think it's turf over there in Philly. Right. <laughs> I think it te- technically is grass. Yeah. Here, the defensive tackles start coming off the board. Kalijah Kansi to the Titans at 11. Tight end Dalton Kincaid to the Jets at 13, given uh, Aaron Rodgers' his new, his new best friend. Lucas Van Ness to the Patriots at 14. He's a popular target, I think, if the Saints do move up. Yeah. It, like he, he's a good example of, Mickey said, it's not always about the number of players that they might want to pick. It's usually if they have someone graded really highly that might fall. And so, for example, Lucas goes off the board at 14 here. If he gets to 18 and the Saints get on the phone with the Lions and say, hey, what what does it take to go up to 18? And they like the deal they're offered. He could be a guy they move up and get just because he fits like from a measurables perspective, from a productivity perspective. So I think that's something to watch out for. And I think when you're talking about the Saints trading up and everyone's very interested in, you know, what might it look like? What might it take? I think that's more so than like just the numbers involved. It's the players available. If someone who makes a ton of sense for the Saints is still on the board in the late teens, that's where I think you're starting to burn up the phone lines because as Mickey said, they don't the, the noise doesn't really start for them until about 3 picks before they're on the clock. Yeah. And so in this case, if Lucas is there at 15 and they view 18 as a as and they've established it as a tradable pick, this might be where they really start to heat up those conversations. So, so it's just something to think about. Yeah, I think it's interesting, too. You mentioned, obviously, you know, a, a body type even for defensive tackle, defensive end that they look at. I'm curious to know how much that's going to change to their their perception with, you know, a guy like Ryan Nielsen not there anymore. But I, I would imagine that that basic, that that big six foot four, six foot five yeah. frame is something they're still interested in. I don't think it's going to change um, all that significantly. I don't think that's how they scout. I think they have kind of a pedigree that they look for. And Dennis Allen is still that guy. Like Dennis yeah. Allen is not going to change his offensive and de- or his defensive philosophy based on the hires he brought in. If anything, he brought in guys who kind of match his defensive philosophy. So you're not competing. If they change head coaches entirely and they came with a new, whole new regime, then I think you start to you start to really adjust. Because you might switch to a 3-4. You might 
you know, change how you're covering on the back end, in which case you would have to kind of reset your roster a little bit. But yeah, I don't think that like Joe Woods is going to come in and be like, no, we want we want smaller defensive ends now. Yeah, a little shorter. That'd be better. Yeah. So, okay, we're on to the second half of the first round. Paris Johnson drops all the way to 20. That's interesting. Brian Brzee, who just is like programmed to go off the board three picks before the Saints, goes at 22 to the Ravens. Is another example of a guy if they really do love him. And I think that they probably should be high on him. If he's on the board at 20, it might be where you start burning up the phone lines to the Seahawks. Then if he, they're not amenable, go talk to the Chargers, right? So that's something to keep in mind. I feel like, yeah, there's a run right here with Brees, Flowers, Murphy, McDonald. A, a lot of those names have been, I've seen, you know, mentioned to the Saints. Yeah, Miles Murphy, I did a, I did a roundup, a mock draft roundup today. I haven't posted it yet because I ran out of time. He was the most popular mock draft selection to the Saints. I think I, I wrote it down here. Okay. I, I think I, I ended up with about 20 or 30 mock drafts that I was looking at. He was mocked seven times to the Saints. The next highest was Brian Brzee with four. Then you had four players who were the pick in three of three different mock drafts. That's defensive tackle Keon White, defensive end Adetamiwa Adabaware. I'm working on it. If if he gets drafted by the Saints, I'll get better at it. I have to work um, on it. Right? Then <laughs> Kalijah Kansi, and then Mozzie Smith. And you can you know pretty much do the math there. That means that. 7, 11, 14, 17, 20, 23 of these mock drafts had the Saints taking a defensive tackle, defensive end. Actually, so 24, 25. Yeah, 25 out of 30 mock drafts had them taking a defensive tackle or defensive end. So, yeah, common pick. Anyway, what did you do is the real question. And so we're going to get to that now with the 29th overall pick. And the Bengals did you a favor by taking <laughs> Robinson right before, and you don't have to explain Absolutely, that you know it. Announce your pick, Steve. Yeah, number 29, I ended up going back to my first mock draft, ended up with the same guy, Mozzie Smith. I'm uh, not going to give you that great pass rusher on the D-line, but certainly someone that is a space eater and going to help stop the run. And we saw that run-stuffing ability be a big issue that this past year. So I would love to add a guy like Mozzie's big frame to that D-line. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Yeah, and I think he, he's another popular pick, right? It, it, it's just, yeah, if, if you can get, get your hands on a premium defensive tackle, it feels like a no-brainer. But, you know, I've, I think we've learned not to ever say <laughs> the Saints are a no-brainer. Um, all right, let's move on to the second round. It's round three. Um, 
you 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 got a little creative with how you how you presented this. I was trying to do it the best I could. Yeah, it was fun to do on my phone. <laughs> um, I was so, like, man, right, Jeff had his all nice and organized. Always. At least uh, I just didn't right. give you a list of names this time. Yeah, I appreciate that. <laughs> so this is the second round. Broderick Jones, Felix Anadike Uzama, Daywan Jones, Osiris Torrance goes all the way to 35. Um, you know, he would be a nice guy if you could pick him up at 40. Like my dream Saints draft, I think, is defensive tackle, whoever it is, at 29. Save your assets. Don't move up. Just get the guy that you want if he's available. Hopefully he is. And then turn around and just cross your fingers that Osiris drops to 40. Because <laughs> he's close right here. You got the 35. And if he's if he gets into the mid-30s, that's probably where you really start thinking about it turning up again. Like you're talking about, okay, how, what will it cost? to go up from 40 to 34, right? It won't be that much. Um, you might maybe swap third-round picks, give him a future sixth, and and you're right there. So I think that's something to talk about. But that's not who you picked. Cam Smith, who I believe you picked in a previous mock, goes off at 36. Right. B- BJ Ojolari goes off at 38. Ada Tamiwa, Ada Baware <laughs> goes off at 39. I'm getting better at it. Yeah, you are. Um, so, and you went with... Another guard couldn't yep. get Osiris, so ended up with Steve Avila. Uh, just looking to you know solidify more of that depth on the interior of the O line because Lord knows we need it for sure, for sure. And yeah, I I don't you know Steve is not a guy I watched a ton of. That's what makes it difficult. Like I didn't yeah. see a lot of TCU games, so I don't have as good of a feel for it. But um, he's been a popular pick to the Saints of forty, and I think he is more of a reasonable availability guy to be looking at there. Cause I would be very surprised if Osiris gets like, I, w- I wouldn't necessarily be surprised if he gets out of the first round. I would be surprised if he is not one of the top five picks on day two, if he does. Yeah. It's obviously, you know, it's just so hard to predict what, you know, obviously where guys are going to go and thing, but you get kind of a basic sense of who will be in that range. And yeah, I feel like Avila could be around for that them in that spot for sure. And like I said, just, uh, any kind of depth along that old line would sure be welcome. Yeah, I'm just kind of going through the second round picks here. Not a ton surprising. Drew Sanders drops pretty far. He drops to 58. I've seen some people say, like putting him at 29 for the Saints, so that would be a drop for him. Andre Carter to 57. Um, Luke Musgrave here at 49. Yeah, I will say Laporta was tempting for me with that pick too. I was, I'm, I was, I was kind of thinking tight end. Yeah, he goes um, at 48. He goes one pick before before Luke Musgrave in this mock. And Siaka Ika is one that I remember doing mocks, and he was popping up a lot in that first round in that 28-29 range, and it seemed to fall down in, in mocks. He's been down. He, he's I think he's kind of fallen off a little bit. Um, the guy, the one that really surprised me, if I had to pick one pick here that surprises me the most, it would be Jameer Gibbs at 63. I do not see a scenario where he ends up at 63, but who knows? Yeah, it seems pretty far down, obviously. Yeah. All right. And on to the third round. That div- that devaluation of running backs. Don't yep. don't tell Deuce that though. He don't like that. No, but it's definitely true. You know, you get into you get into draft day and suddenly the, the running backs just don't seem as exciting because they just don't go, right? It's a it's a great little teaser for the third round here. Yeah. <laughs> and so yeah, so the Saints draft at 71. Darnell Washington goes all the way to 70. Yeah. That would have been a very tempting pick. Again, right. it's like if he's there, do you trade up? thinking it's not like he might go ahead of you. You did not. You stuck there, and you ended up with who? 
I went with the A-Chain. Uh, Devin A-Chain, get, get some more juice for the backfield. And with that suspension of Kamara for six or however many games it is, I feel like he's a similar type player that could provide you with, you know, that that running ability, that quickness in space, and also being a reliable receiver, hopefully, out the backfield. I just uh, I think that running back spot, still does need to be addressed even though they they got a guy like Jamal Williams there's just not really much depth if anything right now on this roster i think besides Kamara and Jamal we have just Eno Benjamin right i don't know if there's anybody else signed at this point yeah yeah i i think i mean those are the only players you're you feel like are options right right who knows what's going on with Washington i know he didn't play the rest of the season due to migraines, but we haven't heard him being re-signed. I don't know if Mark Ingram gets b- brought back on a, you know, a, a really friendly, t- team-friendly deal, veteran option, but he's still not going to be someone you lean on a lot. We've seen that now. It wouldn't stun me if he was one of the practice squad guys, kind of like Chris Harris was last year. You see a lot more veterans ending up in those roles because they know yeah. that they can be brought up at any point. And, yeah, well, we'll see. We'll see what happens there. The The question here would be interesting is that, you have Devon A-Chain and Zach Charbonnet both on the board at 75 and yeah. – or at 71, I should say. And I, I am curious. I don't know who they would be higher on. I almost think Charbonnet would make more sense just in the in the sense of, like, you know, he's a kind of a downhill guy, a one-cut guy. Yeah, but, I was going to say, he's more of your bigger back option, obviously. Exactly. Again, I think that's what you want as kind of the change-up. Kind of like the, the A.J. Dillon to Aaron Jones out in Green Bay. Like, I think that's kind of the, you know – it's kind of like the Jamal Williams, Alvin Kamara, right? Like Jamal Williams is more of a, a downhill, hard hitting back, and Kamara is more of the scat back. But well, that's why I um, wanted a chain with Williams because Kamara is going to be out. Yeah, and then the other so Dorian Williams goes here, kid out of uh, Tulane. Corey Trice, another one who the Saints had looked at. Dwayne McBride, another running back. So the Eagles they're just loading up at running back. Oh no, they didn't take a running back at ten in this Mac mock. And then Kendry Miller is a guy the Saints brought in. I think. If you don't go running back at 71, I think he's the guy you're hoping to bring in in the fourth round. Um, and then another surprise, I guess you would say, from this mock is the fact that no Tajay Spears taken. Nope. So you could have got him in the maybe in the fourth round. Although they do pick a little later in the fourth round. You get, you get all the way to 115, and that, that might be tough. But uh, all o- right. Overall, in this mock, I was definitely, I would say, my happiest of what the outcome was. And I just thought it was funny. I ended up with Mozzie Smith, who was initially, you know, in the first mock, ended up being my guy. So it just came kind of full circle and seems right. Yeah, I don't. I think the Saints would be happy if the, you know, this is a very much, okay, we need these positions and we went and got them kind of draft. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, and while teams will often say, like, if we're going best player available, at the end of the day, needing a th- player in a certain position or wanting a player at a certain position, as the Saints would put it, is is a big thing. It does factor in. The second the Saints went and drafted Derek Carr, the first-round quarterback went out the window, right? And it's not because there aren't first-round quarterbacks that they might be interested in. It's because it just doesn't make sense. At least that's yeah. how I see it. I agree with you totally. You just went out and got this guy, especially hearing how much he talked about not feeling wanted in Las Vegas. Well, if you're just going to sign a new deal in New Orleans and all of a sudden they're taking a quarterback in the first round, you're already looking over your shoulder. It's like, wait a minute. I agree. But all right. Let's wrap this segment up. We're going to come back. We're going to go through a seven-round mock draft. Seven rounds are fun. 
a lot less about each player, but a lot more players. This is Inside Black and Gold. I'm Jeff Nowak. You can follow me on Twitter at Jeff underscore Nowak. You can follow Steve on Twitter at Steve Geller WWL and check out our latest content at WWL.com. Stick around.